Well, hello, my name is Byron Howell. Today is April 29th, 2021, and this is the Byron Howell Ministries podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate that. And please, you know, uh, love to hear from you anytime. Those of you who have given me feedback, thank you so much. Appreciate that. Please feel free to share this with your friends. Please subscribe. You know, it's available on Apple Podcasts. Primarily, we use SoundCloud, but it should be available anywhere you get your podcast. So uh, please subscribe and, and please let us know your thoughts anytime. I'm always happy to discuss any of that, the issues that we talk about here with you. And I know maybe you've never heard some of these things before. Uh, definitely, they're not your garden variety church teachings, but I hope that you find them interesting, somewhat exciting, and and really just giving you hope and really an understanding about how much God loves you and, and has wonderful things for your life. And we are certainly going to continue in that vein today. I'm going to be talking today about the idea that, that you can start having adventures for God's kingdom and that life with God should be fun and adventurous. And that is a concept or those are concepts that I certainly heard as a child that we teach our children in youth group and, you know, in children's church and things like that. But but how is that so? If I'm working, you know, some some sort of nine to five job, whatever it is, you know, and you and you find even people that make big money, they go through the same issues where my life's not exciting. My job is routine. My job is boring. And so we, we look outside of our jobs, to our families, to our hobbies for things that will give us excitement in our life. There's nothing wrong with any of this, by the way. But I'm just saying that we, when we talk about this life, how can it be exciting? How can it be adventurous? And how can it be those things even when I live a relatively routine existence. You know, maybe when we're kids, a lot of us think that we're going to have sort of some sort of irregular existence that's not the typical day to day that we see our parents living. And we think, oh, you know, that's not going to be me or I'm going to try to have a different type of existence. But the vast majority of us end up falling into the exact same routines that our parents did. And this is not a bad routine. You know, there's certainly uh, parts of it that maybe aren't are exciting in the traditional sense. But my point is most of us have kind of a traditional job with a traditional home life, a traditional schedule, and, and then, you know, various hobbies and church activities and things like that. But regardless of that, your life can be extremely exciting and extremely adventurous. And, and I want to talk about how that can become a part of your day by day reality through your relationship with God and, and your devotion or, or your commitment to expanding the kingdom of God. You see, God has an amazing plan for your life and it involves relationships, places, work, family, excitement and more. But maybe it's hard to believe that considering your current situation. Just don't worry about that for a moment. Today can be the first day of the rest of your life. Uh, you know, if you feel that you're stuck or you're bored or you're not really experiencing an exciting and adventurous life. And, you know, I tell myself all the time, you know what, this is the first day of the rest of my life. Maybe, maybe it's because I mess up more than most people do. Maybe it's because I have more bad days or get down on myself. Look, I don't know. But, you know, I think the key is, that I'm going to pick myself up, 
I'm going to reassert myself mentally, realign myself mentally. And you know what? I'm going to go on from today. Maybe yesterday wasn't such a great day. Maybe the past couple of months haven't been the best months. But today is the first day of my, the rest of my life. Thank God for his relationship with me, for his love for me, for his promises in my life. And I'm going to get going. And, and certainly if you're stuck or if you're not feeling excited, in your day-to-day life, I tell you what, the message that we're going to talk about today can radically, radically change your life if you will let it. And let me just say this, the key to start with this is focusing on your relationship with God and His direction for your lives. You can develop an exciting, truly exciting existence for the kingdom of God. That doesn't matter who you are, what you've done. Uh, where you live, where you work, what your situation is. We're, we're going to get into that a little bit, how wonderful and how true that is. That's no exaggeration. You know, and let me just say briefly about church. God wants church to be a part of our lives. And by church, you know, I don't mean just that building, that building where people go to sing and, and hear the preacher preach. By church, I mean the group of Christian believers that God has to be a part of your life. You know, the people that you fellowship with, the people that you, you know, come together and worship with and spend time with, you know, in the atmosphere of praise and worship and learning about God. God wants that church to be a big part of your life. And sure, maybe you find it at, at the local building. Uh, you know, I go to Grace Family Church in Tampa, Florida, for example. But, you know, maybe you won't. And maybe the, the, there are opportunities to have these adventures and, and the excitement that God wants for you kind of outside of that building. So even though that the building in that community is supposed to be an important part of your life, I just want to make it crystal clear that that's not really what I'm talking about today. You see, God wants to improve and complement every part of your existence, not just your church existence. You won't just find this excitement, this adventure in your church life. I don't want to confine what I'm talking about today. I'm talking about, sorry, if that cut off, I was getting a call. I had to ignore it. Really need to switch to airplane mode for these things. But what I'm saying is that, yes, church is a wonderful part of your life. But what I'm also saying is that, God wants you to have this excitement in every part of your life. And so how do we make that happen? How do we begin seeing the plan and influence of God in every area of our lives? You know, and it's actually easier than you might think. In truth, it's going to start happening automatically. If At least if you're doing the things that we've been talking about on this podcast. And it's just a wonderful reality that will take time to, to really dive into some other day. But, but a lot of what happens with God is automatic. You get yourself in the flow. You get yourself in the program and things are going to start happening. And so when I'm, when I'm talking about you can start spending time in prayer, not, not, you know, just saying 20 our fathers or saying the same thing over and over, but truly just opening your heart. God, this is what's going on. God, I'm having issues here. God, thank you for my kids. God, help me with this situation. You know, truly opening up your heart to God in communication. You start developing that prayer life. When you start spending time in the Word of God and allowing your thinking to change and learning God's ways, you are going to 
open yourself up, especially by the activities of Bible study, prayer, and worship, you're going to open yourself up to his leading and his voice, and you're going to get tuned in. Fundamentally, that's how you tune in. Worship, prayer, and Bible study. That's how we tune in to the Spirit of God. And so you're going to start changing. You're going to start being matured in the things of God, matured in your thinking, matured in your attitudes. But I talked about this a little bit last time, how all of a sudden, you know, now you're starting to feel more love for people. You're starting to feel the more patience, more grace, gentleness. You're just starting to change. And now you're starting to get led uh, in your daily life. You see, all of these things are going to start having an impact in your daily life. And you're going to begin to see God's influence in your life. You know, I start acting like a biblical husband. I'm going to see the influence of God in my marriage. If I start acting like a biblical employer or employee or worker, I'm going to see the influence of God starting to show up in my work life. And those are wonderful, wonderful things. So I wanted to go over that briefly You know, if someone says to me, God, you know, Byron, I love God. I'm a Christian, but how do I start seeing it in my life? Well, that's really the easiest way, and it will happen automatically. You start tuning in, you start opening your heart to God, you're going to see God show up, and you're going to see God's influence in your life. But let's take it a step further. The idea of truly having adventures or exciting uh, occurrences. For the kingdom of God, because I'm telling you, I know God wants this for all of us, including you. You, my friend, my brother or sister, can start having exciting and supernatural adventures for the kingdom of God. And I really want to focus more on that today. You know, let me just start by giving you this kind of simple example from my own life. So I live in Tampa, Florida, and one day I was I was jogging down the street. And, uh, and it was hot. It's, it's hot, man. It, it here, especially, you know, you're jogging down the street. It's sunny. And it was just one of those hot days. And so I'm jogging and I look and I see up ahead of me this older woman walking down the sidewalk. Now, now, I mean, this struck me as bizarre immediately because it's a very long sidewalk. It's just not somewhere you would really be walking if, unless you were exercising. And she certainly wasn't wearing exercise clothes. And, and man, it was, it was sunny. And so, I, I noticed her, but as, I, as I'm looking up ahead at her, the Holy Spirit says to me, that woman speaks Spanish. Now, maybe that sounds a little strange, but I, I minored in Spanish in college. And, and, you know, I can get through basic conversation pretty well. And it, despite the fact that I knew it was the voice of God and I heard what he said, you know, I was, I was jogging and I was hot and I wanted to get it over with. So basically I said, well, you know, that's nice, God, but, but I'm jogging. But sure enough, as I got closer to that woman, because we were on the same sidewalk headed in opposite directions, that woman began speaking Spanish to me. And she asked where the bus stop was. And, and I explained that I wasn't sure, but, but I was pretty sure it was several miles down the road. Now, now, I think this woman was 70 years old and, you know, it may have been 90 degrees outside. And, and I knew that she was in for a long, hot walk to the bus. So I kept running, you know, I said adios, and I kept running. And after a couple of minutes, I realized that God wanted me to give her a ride. So uh, I wasn't really interested in doing that, and I kept running. And, and after a few more minutes, I realized that I wasn't supposed to just 
find her and give her a ride to the bus stop, but I was really supposed to give her a ride wherever she wanted to go. And again, you know, I wanted to get back to work. It wasn't something I was interested in doing, but I, I guess I, the more I thought about it, I just felt bad for her. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to ask her if she wants a ride. And I figured she wouldn't want one anyway. So I turned around. I, I really went to the end of my run. And I turned around, so I passed her again. And I thought to myself, you know, you know what? I'm just going to go home and I'm going to get my car. And then it dawns on me, you know, it might be a little strange if I just pull up to her and, and ask if she wants to hop in. And so what I did, my mother-in-law was staying with me at the time. So I ran home. I grabbed my mother-in-law, Pam, and I said, hey, come on. We're going we're gonna to try to give this lady a ride. And Pam's cool. Pam was basically like, whatever. Okay, let's do it. So we get, we get up to the car. And now keep in mind, this is probably about 30 long very hot minutes for her walking down the sun, you know, the sunny sidewalk in Tampa, Florida. So when I got up to her and rolled the window down, I mean, she jumped right in. I mean, I, I don't know why, but she was wherever my car was going, she was in. So it turned out that that this woman, she was obviously, you know, turned obviously she was a Christian. And uh, I say obviously because, you know, that's why God brought her to my attention. You know, so she's a, she's a Christian. She has no money. She speaks no English. She has no cell phone and no way to get home. And a friend had dropped her off at this doctor in the area. And what I, when she told me, I realized, you know, she'd probably already been walking for at least two miles. And, and all she really had, she did have a purse. And she had an address written on a post-it note in a purse. And, and so we, you know, we, we followed the address and we ended up taking this woman, uh, you know, something about, about 12 miles from my house to one of the roughest neighborhoods in downtown Tampa. And when, when we arrived, you know, she was very thankful and, and she got out and I've never seen her since. And, you know, that woman probably would have made it home eventually, but it would have been a long day. And the reality is what really happened in that moment is that God saw that one of his daughters was in a tough spot. So God dispatched one of her younger brothers. That's me because we're in the family of God here. He, God dispatched me, this woman's younger brother, to give her a ride. Now, maybe that doesn't sound very exciting, but this is an example of God using me for the kingdom. And, you know, maybe it was kind of like a minor satisf uh, a sacrifice on my part. But on the other hand, because I told her, you know, that, that God told me to give her a ride. And, you know, we were Christians and wanted to give her a ride. And, and even though this maybe seemed minor, God was showing up for this woman. And she was experiencing the tangible love of God, not just his love uh, you know, that, that he died for her and saved her from her sins, which of course she already experienced. But here was God showing up in her life when she needed a help, when she needed a natural hand getting home because she was in a tough spot. You know, how awesome is that? How wonderful. And see, the truth is, you, you come away from an experience like that. And I go, I get it. I get it. You know, this is not you know, whatever, being at the orphanage in Africa. And this is not, you know, being down in Haiti and doing revivals in Haiti. But it's just as powerful. It's just as wonderful to know 
When you receive a direction from the Spirit of God to help someone, to show someone His love, it is a truly amazing thing. And I'd go so far as to say, I really don't know if there's anything more exciting in life. I mean, obviously, there are some very big uh, you know, wonderful things that happen in our life. But that feeling of excitement that you will experience as you begin uh, working with God to showing his love to the world, that is a wonderful ex- experience. And you can begin having like this in your life all the time if you will be open to the voice of God and his instruct- instructions. And maybe you've never experienced experience anything like that or where God prompted you to do something and it turned out great but again I'm telling you that you should start thinking this way asking God to give you these opportunities and and really opening your heart because I don't know again and I don't mean to be redundant and I've said this idea before but I don't know if there's anything more wonderful than knowing that the creator of the universe asked you, got you involved to show his love to someone else. It's a wonderful thing. You know, being involved in another person's experiencing the tangible love of God is a unique kind of awesome. And truthfully, personally, I get jealous of those who are in the full-time ministry who get to do this all the time, that constantly get to witness, constantly get to, to share God's love and do things day in and day out for God. I'm not saying that's a correct emotion. I'm just telling you, that's how I feel because I've, I've experienced it, you know, a few times and it's wonderful. It's awesome. I want more of it. So, so what I want to do is I want to be constantly open to the leading of God and have my schedule on the altar. You know what I'm saying? God, God, here's my plan today. Take it and throw it in the garbage if you have something that you want done for your kingdom. And God knows your work schedule. God knows what you have to do for your kids. God knows every single thing, you know, but you have to listen to him. You have to trust him. You're going to get the work done, the kids to school and everything he wants you to do for the kingdom. If you've got a job where you have to be there, uh, you know, from a certain time to a certain time, God knows that God's not going to lead you to dishonor your employer. God's going to supernaturally Fit these opportunities in so you bless your employer. Maybe you have opportunities to be a blessing at work, to expand the kingdom at work. Maybe on the way home, maybe at home with your family, with your neighbor. Doesn't matter. You see, there's no end to opportunities to be a blessing to the people of God, to to work for the kingdom of God. And you say, we can all get involved for the kingdom like this all the time. And all we have to do is be open, be tuned in to God's directions. You know, truly, it's more wonderful when you tell the person that, that's involved here that they shouldn't thank you, but but God told you to do it. You know, it's really kind of funny. You know, I didn't want to give that lady a ride at all, but God told me to do it. And, you know, that kind of statement, hey, you know, I'm glad you got home, but I wasn't really interested in doing this. Just so you know, God's the one that told me to give you this ride here. That that kind of statement, <laughs> funny as it may be, immediately deflects the thanks off of you and moves the thanks straight to God. I actually, you know, to the extent that it's true, anytime you can, I advise you to say something like that because, because you know, it's funny. I heard a guy say today, a preacher I was listening to today, said God is going to give you kingdom opportunities 
at inopportune times. Doesn't really, you know, just like I was out there running, I was hot. Didn't really want to do it. I mean, look, that's just the way he works, folks. It doesn't always jive perfectly with the flesh. And, you know, the kingdom opportunities don't come exactly how you want them to come at the perfect time and the perfect moment. We have to have some faith. We have to be willing to step out somewhat and trust God that he's going to work everything else out. But my point is, look, just be honest with folks. Look, this was kind of difficult. This is kind of a stretch for me personally. God's the one. And then, you know, they you see people kind of get that look on their face. Oh, okay. And they don't look at you necessarily the same way anymore. But now it kind of dawns on them. Wow, God really cares about me. God really God really was thinking about me. And gosh, that's a wonderful thing to see that look on someone's face, especially someone who may not be like a super, super Christian, you know. And maybe they're hearing for the first time that, that God was thinking about them in their day-to-day problem, and God showed up uh, with an answer from a person that didn't even really care, but that person was 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 subjected and listening to God and ready to help no matter what God told them to do. I tell you, that's an awesome look when you see that. You know, the person will think about God, even if you don't say that funny thing about, hey, I don't want to do it anyway. But when you make it crystal clear that God is the reason you showed up and God was the one that was thinking about them, that person's going to start thinking about God in an entirely new way, knowing that he was thinking about them. And this is just such a wonderful way to witness for Jesus, because you know what, no matter what you've done, whether it's a ride or a a couple of groceries or, or a meal or whatever it was you know once you tell them uh that it was god and they're oh great you know awesome hey can i pray for you well sure you know whatever i mean most of the time people are gonna say yes very rare in my life has someone said no look it's happened but whatever you go on uh and you ask the next person, most, I would say 90% of the time I've asked somebody if I could pray for them, they said yes. And then you know what the next question is? Boom. Hey, have you ever accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your, of your life? And, and then, you know, it's so easy. It's so easy to witness this way when the Spirit of God has led you into a situation to bless somebody. So you've led with a supernatural occurrence occurrence to show someone his love and then you've asked to pray for them and then you and then you've hit them with the presentation of the gospel man that's a wonderful way to witness i I need to do it more often I, i yeah i wish i could say that i was out there day in and day out witnessing to people like this and using what i'm teaching you right now because i have experienced it and i have used it in my own life and it's wonderful and i need to be doing it more often i need to be uh, open, you know, I, I ate it. I ate a barbecue lunch today. You know, diet starts tomorrow, and and you know maybe there was somebody there that I could have witnessed to. Maybe there was somebody if I had been open to the Spirit of God while I was waiting for my for my barbecue sandwich. Maybe maybe God could have used me to touch somebody's life. Look, I don't know, and I'm not going to get down about it, but I'm going to have that mindset where I'm open to to you know the leading of the Holy Spirit wherever I am. And it's funny because the guy that I actually ate lunch with, man, he would have been right there with me. We could have done anything. And that guy, he's a total kingdom guy. Uh, so I'm, I need to think about that, to be honest with you. And, and my man, you know who you are. If you hear this, let's think about that next time we go. Anyway, moving along. You know, I remember another time when I was in the checkout line 
And I know I told a checkout line story last time. This is a different <laughs> checkout line story. I just, I just have bad luck with the checkout lines, I guess. Anyway, I'm behind. I was, I was actually on my way out of town. This is when I lived in Atlanta, you know, years ago. And, and, uh, my wife, she was my girlfriend at the time. We're on our way out of town. We we're going to go stay at my grandparents' place in North Carolina. Anyway, it doesn't matter, but we're on our way out of town and we're getting some groceries. And the lady in front of me, I think she was 30 bucks short on her, on her groceries. It's something like that, you know? And man, I was annoyed. I, I wasn't, you know, the man that I am today. I wasn't conformed to the image of Christ to the extent I am today. And I was just annoyed, right? But I was a Christian. I was starting to think this way. And as annoyed as I was, I felt like the Lord say, just, just pay for her groceries. So sure enough, that's what we did. And you know, I, I'm standing there, you know, probably visibly annoyed. Uh, you know, trying to just pay for this woman's groceries and get out of there, right? But she's sitting there looking at me like I'm some kind of angel. And, you know, obviously it was God, you know, praise God. It's not me. Uh, and, and just, just to be able to show up and bless somebody and, you know, and then them, I just, you know, I, I won't repeat the things she said. It doesn't really matter, but, but just seeing, you know, that we got to point that woman to God and and let her know that God loved her and just the reaction that she had. Well, you know, obviously it, it helped my bad mood for the day, but, but, you know, it was another great, great example of showing God's love. And, you know, let me make this point, and I'm just going to say this is a very, very powerful point because... What we're talking about today is that you can have an exciting and adventurous life for the kingdom of God. And and here's the point, you know, it's a lot of fun to serve with your local church group. You know, my wife and I, we do a couple things at the church and and we do a couple of things with a couple of other ministries. And I love taking my daughters and doing things like that. And those are all great. But there is something different that I don't really know how to describe it. But when it's just you and God, when it's just you and God, where God told you to do something, led you to do something out of nowhere, and you had to step out and God showed up and 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 something supernatural took place. I don't mean supernatural like crazy angels. I don't mean like that. I mean, the love of God showed up supernaturally in somebody's life because you were led by the Holy Spirit and you reached out and touched somebody with the love of God. And it wasn't in the church environment where you do, you honestly, you feel more comfortable, you're more at ease because you're surrounded by Christians and you're in that environment. But when it was just you and God and you went out boldly in faith and you saw God show up, I'm telling you what, that, that is an amazing, amazing feeling. And you, I don't care what you do with your life or where you are right now, you can begin having that experience right now. And I tell you what, there are very few things that are going to get you fired up for the kingdom of God like that. And then you're going to start getting hungry for it. You're going to start looking for it. You're going to start being open to it. You know, as you start becoming spiritually minded and open to the leadings of the Holy Spirit, God is going to prompt you to do things. 
Sometimes, maybe it's going to be simple. Simple. Sometimes you'll just be prompted to pray for somebody. Somebody hits your mind and man, you just feel kind of funny. You know what? Just start praying for that person. You know, maybe, maybe someone, you know, God puts them on your mind and you feel like you should just call them. You haven't talked to them for a while. You know, this is what I did in law school. This was kind of my hobby. I would, you know, go home, finish my studies, go home and I start calling people. I'd believe God that, that I was going to, uh, you know, that he was going to reveal people to me that I'm supposed to call and witness. And man, I talked to a lot of people I knew from high school and college. And I'll, I mean, I got a lot of people uh, that just like, oh, man, I really needed to hear this. This is awesome. Thank you, Myron. Yeah, I got a I got a couple of people that are like, yeah, OK, whatever, man. See you later. But I don't know, maybe like two and probably like 50, 50 times people were like, oh, man, that's awesome. Thanks, man. You know, send me the Bible. Send me the Bible study. Send me whatever you got, you know. And look, I haven't really followed up with a lot of those people. But, man, you know what? We had a lot of great conversations. And that was just another example of something really easy, an easy way to get started. My point is, as you start getting tuned in, because that was when I was first getting tuned in, God's going to start putting people on your heart. Maybe it's just to pray. Maybe you need to reach out. But, it, you know, you just, there's no limit to the opportunities. You know, things are going to happen. You're going to pass people and God is going to start speaking to you. Hey, hey, help that guy. Get out. Talk to that person. You know, pray for that person. And these opportunities we're going to, will become a part of your life and truly great kingdom excitement is found in them. And you know, look, I, I admit, you know, common courtesy does lead us to be nice and to help people. And, you know, that's part of just being a good human. And, and yeah, we have those times too as we go through life where it's not really a God thing or a God moment. It can become a God moment, but you know, we just have, you know, normal, normal things. You go through life. You let somebody who has a bunch of kids go ahead of you in the checkout line. You, you know, throw somebody a five if they're short. No big deal, right? But, but I'm personally listening for the leading of the Holy Spirit. Where are the God moments? Where are the God opportunities? I want him to be pointing things out to me. When I see someone that's in need, even if I'm feeling lazy, even if I don't want to do it, I still need to be checking in. All right, you know what, God, I don't care how I feel. I don't care, you know, what I got going on later today. Do I need to do something here? Do I need to say something? Do I need to just give them a smile, tell them you love them, something like that? And again, you know, maybe these opportunities won't be easy or comfortable or exactly what you want to do, but you just got to give in to them. And, you know, no one may ever know what you do for the kingdom. You know, some of these little things, the ride for a person, the groceries for a person, you know, those aren't the kind of things that bring big honor in the eyes of the world. But man, does God love that. And they really set you up for bigger and bigger opportunities. And, you know, and I'll tell you, there was a time where I was uh, a teacher at my church for a very large Bible study. We probably averaged 200 people every Wednesday night. And, and it was awesome. It was, a, it was a tremendous honor that I got to be able to do that. I was around great people. I mean, just great all the way around. But I can tell you what, I have good memories from that, but they don't really elicit the same kind of emotions as those other memories do. Those memories where it's just you and God do something, doing something that no one will ever see. There is a, an emotional attachment to that memory. I think it's, it's like a spiritual memory where you know that you are interacting with the Spirit of God and doing something for the kingdom. Nobody will know it. No one will ever see it, maybe. 
But, but there is something just different about that. And man, I tell you, that's a great feeling. It's a great, great emotion. Just makes you hungry for more. And look, here is an amazing truth. To have an exciting life for God's kingdom with, with adventures for God like this all the time, you don't need any money. You don't need any recognition. You don't need any kind of big team. And it doesn't matter, you know, where you're at or what job you have. You don't need anything. God will lead you. You only have to be open to God's leading and his directions and then going for it. That's the secret to an exciting and adventurous life with God. Maybe it starts small. The people around you, the neighbors, the friendly chats that open to church invitations and things like that, right? But, but God is going to bring these opportunities to your life. You're going to get excited. And then you're going to, you know, you're going to end up, you know, where you're, where you're thinking about God all the time. And you're always looking for ways that you can be a blessing to others for God. It's a wonderful mindset to have. You know, let me show you this story from the Bible. I think this story is an awesome example. This is, you know, kind of early in the, the church in Acts chapter 8. You know, Jesus hasn't been gone that long, relatively speaking. Now, what is this? This is Acts chapter 8, verses 26 through 29. Now, an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Kandake, which means the queen of the Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. And that's the end of our of our reading. Now, if you aren't familiar with the rest of that story, please go and read the rest. But in short, Philip, here's the man reading the book of Isaiah, begins to talk to this man about Jesus Christ. The man receives Jesus Christ and the man gets baptized right there on the spot. You see, God told Philip to go to a certain road and a certain chariot. Now, Philip may have felt awkward. He may have felt scared. You know, if this guy was really an important official, maybe he had guards. Maybe he had soldiers. You know, it was probably a nice chariot. I mean, what if God told you, hey, go up to that BMW SUV down the street and see what that guy's doing. He's got his window open. Boy, that might feel a little strange. I've never done anything like that. Maybe I will. But anyway, you know, there's nothing wrong with feeling those emotions, feeling a little scared, a little awkward, a little self-conscious, but just got to go for it. God sent Philip so this man could get saved. God wanted to bring this man to the kingdom, so he dispatched Philip to preach him the gospel. And that's an amazing story because you know what? That is no different from the time God told you to pray for that person at the gas station. Are no different from the time God told you to invite that old friend to church. Exactly the same principle. Maybe you didn't see an angel like Philip. If you did, let me know. I'd like to hear about it. I never have. But but it's no different than when the Spirit of God says, you know what? Call somebody, invite them to church. Call someone, see how they're doing. Call someone, see if you can pray for them. You know, I once heard Joyce Meyer say that we need to have an attitude that God can use at all times. And I am going to be the first to admit that is typically not me, but it's still a great point, And I'm going to work on that. I want to live this adventure for the kingdom. And that's going to require me having the right attitude and walking in love so that I can be open and I'll obey and listen to do what he tells me to do. 
You know, sometimes, and we're going to switch gears a bit here, but let me just say this is another very important point as we're going to start talking about being led by the Spirit of God a little bit. And and let me just say, if you've ever thought about this feeling, all right, so let me just read this here. It says, you know, sometimes we feel like God is telling us to do something, but we aren't sure that it's God. Welcome to Christianity, okay? If you've ever spent any time wondering what, you know, whether God wants you to do a particular thing or something you've felt like you should do and you're wondering if it's God or not, I mean, we have all been there. All right. So let me just let me just tell you what what I and I heard some teaching from Andrew Womack on this subject pretty related. And this has really blessed me because I can tell you there that's happened to me many times. And sometimes I didn't want to move forward, but I did. Sometimes I didn't. And let me start by saying, you know, and this is the truth. I have no memories of any time where I wondered if God wanted me to do something. So I went ahead and did it. And I left that situation thinking, man, I missed God. I'm not doing that next time. I have no memories like that. I have a lot of memories where I felt like God led me to do something and it worked out great. It was worked out awesome and it was a wonderful memory. I'm not saying that I've never missed God. Of course not. I've probably missed him a bunch of times. And I'm sure there are times where I reached out, you know, like maybe people I called and they're like, oh, that's weird. You know, don't ever call me again. Not that I got that a lot, but you know what I'm saying? I'm sure there were a couple of times, but I really have no memories like that. They've been far and away crowded out to oblivion by the memories of the time where I did move forward and God did show up and somebody got blessed, not by me, but by their heavenly father operating through me. And that's a wonderful thing. And so so just let's keep going down that road. So now, you know, you're in this life, you're trying to tune in. And you feel like God's led you to do something, but you're not 100%. Again, we've all been there. But this is what helps me. Let's, let's just analyze the situation a little bit, right? Let's, let's start with the first one. Is this the devil? Okay. Is the devil trying to encourage you to pray for someone in the checkout line or pay for someone's groceries uh, to show them the love of God? Probably not. Okay, the devil's never going to tell you to invite anyone to church. They're never going to tell you to pray for He's never going to tell you to pray for anyone. He's never going to tell you, uh, you know, go teach someone about Jesus. The devil's never going to tell you any of that. Truthfully, if you're kind of at this level where you're just getting started, I highly doubt the devil or any of his unclean spirits are paying any attention to you anyway. That's a subject for another day. But let's just let's just leave it there. This is probably not the devil. Okay. Well, what, you know, then the next question is, okay, well, what if it's just me? What if it's just my mind? All right. And it's just in my mind and it's just whatever. It's not really God. Well, it's probably not that either. Okay. Because fundamentally our minds are still hardwired in, in a, in a very natural sense, right? We still feel hunger. We still feel pain, pleasure, right? We still have a, a, a hardwired survival instinct, me first survival instinct. That's just part of our humanity. It's part of the way God created us. Now you have to learn to work with that and let the spirit lead that and so forth. But it's probably not just your mind. Your mind doesn't want to risk embarrassment. Your mind doesn't want to inconvenience you or, or step out or, you know, talk to people or feel awkward. You know, your mind doesn't really want you to do any of that. So what is the most 
likely. See, see, again, we don't necessarily have to be absolutely sure about all the conclusions we reach in life. But when you feel led to do something, let's just pretend it's pay for someone's groceries and then say, hey, God loves you. But you're going to keep it simple. You're going to pay for someone's $10 worth of groceries and just say, hey, God bless you. God loves you. Th- that wasn't the devil. And it's highly unlikely that that was your natural mind. The most likely scenario is that is your born-again Christian spirit, which is now being influenced by the Spirit of God. You might be missing it. It might just be a dumb idea that you got. Not that it's dumb, but, you know, just some random idea that you got. But the most likely scenario is that it's your born-again human spirit that is now being influenced by the Spirit of God. And now that I recognize that... It emboldens me to go forward in these leadings much more. Because when I'm in a scenario and I feel led to do something, the most likely truth is that as the Spirit of God influencing me to do that. And if that is the most likely truth, well then, bless God, I'm going to do it. And I don't care if my flesh doesn't like it. I don't care if this person's going to think I'm weird, if the people around me are going to think I'm weird, I'm just going to do it. Because most likely, it's God. And if it's God, then we're about to do something supernatural. Something amazing's about to happen. Even if it's just nothing more than this person in the line is going to get blessed and going to be reminded that God loves them. And that, you know, maybe, maybe it'll go more. Maybe I'll get the chance to pray with them or even lead them to Jesus or something like that. You know, you never know, but I'm going to be open to this. And when I feel these leadings, I'm going to, you know, chances are it's God and I'm going to go for it. And I hope, I hope if we could just t- take a step back where we're, you know, the landing is in sight, so to speak. We're almost there today, but I hope that you get what I'm telling you. I know you do, but let's just look at the big picture. God wants you to have kingdom adventures, but but remember, we have this life where we have a job and kids and a house and, you know, a routine and things like that, right? So how can I have this truly adventurous life? Well, if you will begin allowing the Spirit of God to lead you and to present opportunities to you that you will boldly go for in God, then you are going to start having these exciting occurrences and these little mini adventures, and, and the beauty of it is, while they're not adventures, like the kind of adventures you might see on a movie, you know, it's not Indiana Jones, it's not, I don't know what, river rafting or mountain climbing. It's not, it's not that kind of adventure. It's an adventure of your spirit. It's an adventure where, where all that God created you to be is interacting with him to show his love to another person. You are truly operating in the spirit realm on a spiritual level, and you're operating in the love of God that spreads throughout the world. And you see, that is an adventure of a different kind. That's the kind of adventure that we can all have all the time. And and that is a life-changing adventure, both for you, because you're going to get hooked. I tell you what, you're going to get hooked to the kingdom and and the other people that are influenced and affected because now you're going out there for God 
They're going to get touched. They're going to get blessed. They're going to get excited. They're going to come back to God. They're going to get back in church. And then they're going to get hooked. And they're going to get blessed. And they're going to go on and bless others. And it's a lot like I was talking about one of these other times. You start getting in the flow of God's plan for your life. The people around you, the people you encounter, they're going to get in the flow for God's plan. Then enough of us get in the flow for God's plan for our lives. And the world's going to change. And it's going to change big for the kingdom of God. You know, here's another brief story from the book of Acts. This is Acts 10, verses 1 through 5. In Caesarea, there lived a Roman army officer named Cornelius, who was a captain of the Italian regiment. He was a devout, God-fearing man, as was everyone in his household. He gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to God. One afternoon, about three o'clock, he had a vision in which he saw an angel of God coming toward him. Cornelius, the angel said. Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? He asked the angel. And the angel replied, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Now send some men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. And that's the end of our reading. But I love telling, I love this story for many reasons. And, you know, maybe you know the story. This was hugely important to the early church. This really began the the ministry of the apostles to the Gentile world, to the non-Jewish world. Very important. But but we don't need to get into all that. Let's just look at that in the context of what we're discussing today. First of all, Cornelius is not a priest. He's not in the ministry. The things I'm talking about today the, the, it's for Christians. It's not full-time ministry people. Yes, it works for them too, but it's for everybody. You don't need to be in the ministry to operate this way. This guy is a soldier. He probably had a tough job and a life filled with most of the issues we all encounter today. Maybe this is his three o'clock coffee break. Maybe he was between meetings. We don't know. But this guy, even though he had a secular job with probably all the same issues that we had, this guy loved God and he spent time with God and he was tuned in. He put himself in a place to receive direction and we can all do that. No matter what job we have, we can all find the time to stay tuned in. And sure enough, one day this guy, this soldier received direction from God with something to do. He, he obeyed. And it's funny, you know, he had to send guys. They came back. It was a day's journey. They came back a few days later, and he wasn't dumb about it. He gathered everybody. You read the story again, Acts 10. Awesome. But this guy obeyed what God told him to do, and disobedience resulted in the salvation of his entire household and, and a huge impact on the early Christian church. And I believe... In the exact same way that, that Philip, hey, hey, go join that chariot. Go talk to that guy in that chariot. Go talk to that guy in that Lexus. Go talk to that guy at, at the pump at the gas station. Go talk to that guy in the checkout line. Whatever. It, this is a great model for us. We need to find some time to pray. We need to live according to the directions that we have. It says Cornelius, he wasn't a Christian yet, but he believed God. He was a devout man. You know, God's told us some stuff. We need to start living in love. We need to start thinking the right way, learning the word of God. He was doing what he could. And he put himself in position to hear from God. And in the same way, you put yourself in position, you get tuned in. God is going to start speaking to you. You know, maybe want God wants you to impact somebody's life. 
Okay. Maybe on the other hand, God wants you to get impacted by somebody else. See, Philip taught the uh, eunuch, the Ethiopian. But in this instance, Cornelius had to send for Peter because he needed to get something from Peter. Peter had what he needed. So God told Philip to go witness to somebody. God told Cornelius, hey, you need somebody to witness to you. See, it works both ways and you've got to be open. And I tell you, a couple of years ago, uh, my family, we went through a tough situation and God spoke to me in a dream that a pastor friend of mine had a book I needed to read. Well, I called the pastor and he brought me these teachings from Andrew Womack. Within 10 minutes, I knew it was God's answer to my situation. We received everything we needed from God and our lives have never been the same. You see, so yeah, there are these times, these exciting adventures in life where you're going to go out and bless somebody. But, you know, there might be times where God leads you to do something because you need something. You need some direction. You need some information. You need some encouragement. And and that's God's looking at your needs, too. So you, we just need to be open. And, and this will create a truly spiritual and wonderful excitement in our lives. This is living on another level here. This would daily, day by day, living with God in a very tangible and exciting way. You know, our lives should be filled with this excitement and adventures for the kingdom, kingdom and interactions which are orchestrated by the Holy Spirit. You don't need money. You don't need a big support structure. You don't even need to go far away. Regardless of your any aspect of your current situation, God will lead you to these adventures to bless you and others. And these are adventures for his kingdom. These are adventures in his love. There's nothing like hearing from God, doing what he says, and seeing his love show up big time in a particular situation. That is truly one of the best feelings that life has to offer. You know, we need to be open to God, listening for him to communicate to us. Listen to some of my other teachings about hearing from God. Just learn about getting tuned in and how God communicates. But when we hear, we need to go for it. Most likely, when we feel led, that's God. He'll never tell you to do something that's out of line with the Word of God. You know, He'll never tell you to do anything sinful. He'll never tell you to do anything that's not walking in love. Those are good guidelines to remember. Uh, I have to remind myself about that sometimes, especially when I'm at work and things like that, when I want to tell somebody off or get mad or, you know, you know how it is out there. You were tempted. God's never God. God only tells you to walk in love, be a blessing, show his love to the world. But I tell you what, Proverbs 28 verse 1 says, the righteous are bold as a lion. When you are the righteous, which you are, the moment you became a Christian, totally and completely righteous in the eyes of God, it's time for you to be bold as a lion because the kingdom of heaven stands behind you. The power of God is with you. The wisdom of God is leading you. And the love of God wants to be seen and shown and felt in the world. And the primary way that's going to happen is when you're open to the Spirit of God and doing what God tells you to do. You know, trust that God is with you. Even if you've missed it a thousand times, you know, you keep going, you keep pushing. God will never ever leave you or forsake you and he is inviting us in to this kingdom lifestyle an amazing adventure for the kingdom of god is ahead of you these adventures are waiting for you to be open and start listening when you do your life will never be the same you'll get hooked just like me and countless others 
Guys, I pray this has blessed you today. Thank you for your time today. I'll see you next time.